Hi, I'm Grant Dufresne, and welcome to Dufresne Ministries podcast channel. We believe that as you listen to this message, your faith will be stirred and you will be encouraged in whatever you are believing God for today. Stay tuned at the end of this message to find out more information about our ministry. Turn with me, if you would, to Colossians chapter 1. I, I'm so thankful that God has had me uh, emphasizing this passage because there is so much that we, if we get revelation of it, it will change the way we live. You say, well, when I got born again, that changed the way I live. If you don't change the way you think, you won't change the way you live even after you're born again. Amen. And so when we understand some things rightly, it changes our approach to difficulties, to opposition, to uh, assignments that God may give us. Amen. We have before quoted the statement that Brother Oral Roberts had made when he made this statement, every day miracles are coming to you or going past you. Now think of that. Every day miracles are coming to you or going past you. So notice this. It's not up to the miracle whether or not it stops. It's up to the one who needs the miracle. As to whether or not that miracle power stops with them. How do we cause the miracle power of God not to go past us, but to come to our need? Uh, Just like blind Bartimaeus. He uh, heard Jesus was coming, and so he started calling out. And he called out in such a way that he would not and could not be ignored. If no one around you and close to your life knows what you're believing for, you're not calling right. When you're riding down the road in the car, you can be calling the things you're believing for. If your spouse does not know what you're believing for, you're doing it wrong. Because Brian Bartimaeus made it clear that Jesus knew exactly where he was and what it is he wanted from him. And all the neighboring standbyers, they heard it. And uh, in fact, it was so annoying to them that they told him to be quiet. You know why they could hear him? Because they weren't doing any calling. Let's have a competition where we outcall each other. <laughs> where, we're, where our faith is moving at such a momentum that uh, I'm, too, I, I, I'm calling so uh, I'm calling so avidly and calling so purposefully that I can't even hear thoughts of worry. Come on. <laughs> Amen. I love what one minister said. He pastors, I guess, the largest church in the world, and he made the statement. He says, oh, I guess the devil opposes me. I just haven't noticed. (laughs) Meaning this, I am so busy being occupied with what I'm born for and what God is doing in my life, what God has said in my life, what God has told me to do, that I have no space left in my day to recognize and give attention to what the devil threatens and what he suggests. 
Amen. That's the reason so many people fall into worry. They are not wholehearted toward what God has joined to their lives. Amen. Being wholehearted toward the word, being wholehearted toward fellowship with God, being wholehearted toward knowing what he has provided for us. When we're wholehearted for that, toward that, there's no room in our hearts to entertain something that will trouble it. Every day when Brother Oral Roberts made the statement, every day miracles are coming to you or going past you. He's showing us something important about God and his power, and that is this. His power is always moving. God never stops moving. Too many times people are praying for God to move, and what they just need to do is recognize his movement and say, right here, the power stops with me. Why? Because they call. They know it's present and available to them. When blind Bartimaeus heard word that Jesus was coming his way, he said, this one is not getting past me. (laughs) Amen. And uh, notice this, Jesus was not coming or headed toward blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus was just on the way, on the path that Jesus was walking down. And his call stopped the son of God's movement. He journeyed no far, no further. He could have kept going past him if what's the only thing that stopped him? Blind Bartimaeus was determined he was going to be heard. Yes. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. When you get determined that God's going to hear your faith and that his power that's moving is going to hear your faith. Amen. Then you're going to have some miracles stop at your life and not keep going past you. Amen. So notice this, God goes where faith puts him. People are waiting for God to find them and dump something on them that will supply their need. But God goes where faith puts him. Amen. Many don't understand that and they're just waiting for God to show up and he's waiting for you to take advantage of what he's made yours and say, the, the answer I need, get there right now. Amen. Get there right now. Amen. Praise the Lord. When we think right, then we receive right. If we're not receiving what we need, we're not thinking right. Therefore, we're not believing right. We're not speaking right. We're not calling right. Amen. What belongs to you has to be called. Anybody have any pets at home? I have two dogs. They're pretty good. No, they're very good at coming. (laughs) But they will be in a different location than me on occasion. And when I want them, no matter what location they're in and no matter that I can't see where they're at, I'll start calling. And they, if I call long enough, they show up. How long do you have to call? It depends on how far away you have pushed the supply with your words. If if we speak wrong, we push the answer. We push the supply away. But as we call, it starts moving toward us. I know I have two dogs 
So if I call and only one shows up, I keep calling. Till all of them show up. Amen. Your faith can believe for more than one thing at a time. Keep calling till all the supply, all the answers for your need shows up. Amen. And don't wait for God to just arrive and bring to your life and to your need. Here's the package that you need. Here's the supply you need. Here's what you need. No, you call it. You don't. In other words, God authorizes us to initiate his movement. Amen. He's always moving. What's he looking for? The Bible says that his eyes, he goes to and fro through the earth, looking for someone to show himself strong on the behalf of. He's looking for someone who knows he's moving. Many are waiting for him to move. That shows you don't know the right thing. He's always moving. He's always moving. Amen. And uh, in his movement is our help. In his movement is our supply. In his movement is the answers for every need we face. Amen. Uh, his miracle power is waiting on your call. Amen. Amen. You're not just, if I could say this, a victim of circumstances. We're in charge. We're in charge of whether or not our miracle arrives in our life. We're in charge of it. Amen. Praise the Lord. So to get results, we have to think right. Wrong thinking will hinder the results we need in our life and the things we're looking to have supplied. Run, there is one primary wrong way that if we'll address this and get a handle on this, we'll be well on our way to walking and living the kind of life God authored for us. And this is found in... Colossians chapter 1 and verse 12. So many think wrong about this passage and don't understand what this passage shows us, but we want to make sure we think right so that we receive and walk in the light of all it shows us. Colossians 1 verse 12 says this, giving thanks unto the Father. Why are we giving thanks to him? Which hath made us meet or able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Notice this. So as we give thanks, we become partakers. Amen. Giving thanks unto the Father who has made us able to become partakers of the inheritance. There's an inheritance that belongs to every single child of God at the new birth. We became his child, and with being a child of his, he became our father, and what belongs to the father belongs to the child. Amen. Remember what, in the story of the prodigal son, what the father said to the elder son, all that is mine is yours. All that is mine is yours. That's representative of our, our standing in our position with our father, all that is his, he made ours. Now, if we don't think right about that, we'll be trying to get something that he has already made ours. And that shows a lack of knowledge and supply cannot meet lack of knowledge. Supply can't meet ignorance. Amen. Amen. 
So he says in this passage, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. So it's not enough that an inheritance is ours. God is telling us how to become a partaker. That means it shows up in our lives. That means it shows up in our finances. It shows up in our bodies. It shows up in the path we're walking in this life. Because to have an inheritance but not know how to access it is to remain without. So he says this that we are to give thanks to the Father because we understand and know something. He has made us able to be partakers. Amen. Not just inheritance owners, but partakers. 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 That means it's not enough for a hungry man to stand in the front of the window of a bakery and see what is available. If he can't reach it, he stays hungry. Your inheritance is on display in God's word, showing you all of this is yours, but it's not enough that it's on display and made yours partake, 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 partake. Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Notice this. Light of the word means revelation of the word. Light of the word means an understanding of the word. So how do we become partakers? We won't become partakers until we understand what is contained in our inheritance. So once we understand what is ours, then we will have the faith to reach out with the hand of faith and lay hold and begin to partake what is made ours. What is the position of someone who understands the inheritance that belongs to them and they choose to be a partaker? What position must they take? The first phrase tells us giving thanks to the Father. Amen. Giving thanks. I'm not trying to get God to do something. I'm giving thanks that he has already provided an inheritance. Therefore, I choose to take the steps to partake and giving thanks are the steps I take. Amen. Amen. Then it goes on to say and describe what's contained in our inheritance. He has delivered us. He has delivered us. We don't have to get delivered. He has delivered us. From the power of darkness. Notice this. Anything that is out of Satan's kingdom is the power of darkness. Anything that damages, hurts, steals, kills, anything that subtracts from your life is out of the kingdom of darkness. Fear, doubt, unbelief, offense, bitterness, unforgiveness. All these things lack symptoms All of these things, we're delivered from it. Isn't that what he says? Who hath, we could could insert the word already, who has already delivered us from the power of darkness. Notice this, those things that are out of Satan's kingdom have no more power over you. 
They have no authority over us. Amen. They cannot dominate us unless we don't know that they have no more power over us. If people think that they don't have the power to get to, to walk free from something, they'll keep trying to get free. I love the testimony of Dad Hagen. I, I refer to it often. It's important that we refer to some of these experiences often because we find our answers in them. We find our help and our reminders in them. And Dad Hagen, of course, was raised up off of a deathbed of an incurable heart condition when he was 17 years old. He believed God and God met his faith and he was raised up off of his deathbed. And at a time when he was out traveling and fulfilling his ministry, he was staying in the home of one of the pastors he was preaching for. And in the middle of the night, heart symptoms came back on him. This was 20 years or so after he had been raised up. Heart symptoms came back on him. And he just pulled the covers up over his head in the middle of the night and started laughing. Put on a laugh. Didn't feel like laughing. Put on a laugh. It's called putting on Christ. Amen. Put on. Amen. Amen. If you don't feel the right thing, put, put on the right thing. What is the right thing? The right way of thinking? Put it on. When you feel the wrong thing, you better put on the renewed mind. You better put on right thinking. And so he pulled the covers up over his head so that he wouldn't disturb anyone else in the house. And he started laughing. And the devil said to him, what are you laughing about? And he said, you said, I'm not going to get healed. And the devil said, yeah, this is one time you're not going to get your healing. Now see the, the subtlety of words. The devil will play word games with you. And if you don't catch them, you'll suffer for it. As a parent, have you ever had your children try to play word games with you? Yeah, if you don't catch it, they'll get the upper hand. Yeah. And so he said, you said, this is one time I'm not going to get my healing. The devil said, that's right. This is one time you're not going to get your healing. But he caught the words and he said, devil, I don't have to get my healing. What do I want to get my healing for? Jesus already got it for me. If he would have slipped into wrong thinking, thinking that he was laughing to try to get his healing, he would have never received. But because he thought right, then he could receive of the power that was available to him. We're not trying to get free from the power of darkness. This passage said he has already delivered us. From the power of darkness, darkness has no more power over me. People say, well, how come I feel such darkness? Because you haven't yet agreed that that thing has no power over you. So you're yielding to the feelings it produces, yielding to the suggestions, yielding to the thoughts that trouble. Amen. Once you agree with God, the struggle is over. You understand that? Once you agree with God, the struggle is over. And I'm not talking about mental agreement. I'm talking about from the inside of you. Your heart grabs it. I see that. I see that. 
I, the power of darkness has no more authority over me. Amen. I'm free from the, from the kingdom of darkness. I'm done with that. That means I'm done messing with symptoms. And symptoms show up and you go, no, 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 no. No, you don't. I mean, from the inside. You say, oh, no, you don't. Will things that you're delivered from try to come back on you? Do they have the right? They do over ignorance. The devil works through ignorance. And he is counting on people's ignorance to work his plan. But when we're not ignorant, he can't work his plan on us. Amen. Parents, have you ever noticed that? When you're not ignorant of what your children are trying to work on you, it won't work. But if you're ignorant of what they're trying to do, they can get by with some stuff. Right? If we are ignorant of the strategies of the enemy, he'll work some things on us that don't fit us, don't belong to us, and never should be in our lives. But ignorance is his entrance. Amen. This is why when we understand the right thing, we partake of the right thing. Too many times Christians are partaking of lack because they don't understand they're already delivered from the power of lack. Amen. People think if money showed up, they'd be free from the power of lack. You're not free because money. You're free because Jesus delivered you from the kingdom of lack. Amen. So he has already delivered us from the power of darkness. Go to bed thinking about that sometime. I'm already delivered from depression. I'm not trying to get free. I'm already delivered from that fear of being alone, that fear of the dark, that fear of flying. I'm done with the fear of what may happen in the future. I'm done with that. I'm already delivered from that. You have to recognize and say that you're already delivered in the face of what tries to deceive you. You have to recognize I'm already delivered from this. That way you quit trying to get what is yours and you start taking your place in your freedom. With... uh, with certain events that show up that require more money from your from you that maybe you didn't expect, you don't go you don't go to bed and say, "Oh God, oh God, I didn't expect this. Oh God, you're gonna have to do something about this. I need this money quick." You go to bed realizing, I'm already delivered from anything that would tell me that I'm not going to receive what my my answer for this. After my husband went home to be with the Lord, I received a very big envelope from uh, the government on taxes to pay. Anybody ever received those love letters? (laughs) Before I even opened it, I held it up. And I told it what I knew. I wasn't just talking to God. I was talking to myself. So that when I saw what was in the envelope, I would not falter or be swayed in what I thought. That's the fight of faith. Holding your words, holding your thought life right on course with what God says. So I held up that big envelope and I said, Father, I did not expect this. 
but it, do, it doesn't catch you off guard. Come on. The supply is already prepared for what I hold in my hand. It's already prepared. And I want you to know I receive what's already prepared for me. I receive it. I'm not receiving it because money showed up. I'm receiving it because of what I know. Receiving is something you do with your heart, not something you do in the natural. Now, this is where a lot of people miss it with faith. They think if I'm believing I receive something from God, that means it's manifested. No, with my heart, I'm believing what he has said and what he has provided more than I'm believing the opposition or the, or the need that showed up. So I said before I even opened it, I want you to know, I believe you already have a supply for this. So I set myself in agreement with what you have already worked. And with my spirit, with my heart, I receive that. And because I've received it, it's got to show up. It's got to show up. And when I opened that letter, I'm so glad I had already talked. Because it was a lot of zeros. And when it was all said and done, it was down to a fraction. They just kept saying, they just kept lowering it and lowering it. I didn't contact them. I didn't fuss with them. I just kept getting notice that it's lower and lower and lower and lower. Many times people think that for God to move, money has to show up. He knows how to erase things. Amen. And it was a fraction of what I ended up having to pay. And see, if I would have just got in that mental arena thinking about it. Thinking and thinking and thinking, I would have been troubled and missed my supply. Go to bed and wake up realizing I'm already delivered from anything that is out of the kingdom of darkness. I don't have to work to get free from it. I don't have to try to get free from it. I just have to believe I'm free from it and talk to it. Amen. Hallelujah. He has already delivered us from the power of darkness. And I love what verse 12 says and has already translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. We belong to a different kingdom. We belong to a different system. We belong to a whole different flow. I said, we belong to a whole different flow. God didn't just deliver us out of the wrong thing. He delivered us into the best thing. Amen. When God delivered his people out of Egypt, he wasn't just trying to bring them out of something. He was endeavoring to bring them into something. They would not follow him in. They were out of what was the wrong place, but they never arrived at the fullness of what he provided because they wouldn't go in. You have to not only know you're out, you have to know you're in. I am out from underneath the dominion of the kingdom of darkness and I am in the kingdom of his dear son, the kingdom of supply. I'm already in it. I'm not trying to get in supply. I'm not trying to get in healing. I'm not trying to get in health. I'm not trying to get in peace. I'm not trying to get in joy. I am in that kingdom already. Hallelujah. That describes me. I'm out and I'm in. 
Amen. And when you understand this, you live life differently. Amen. How many of you say, I've been delivered out? Because I have been delivered into something greater. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at defrayministries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Defray Ministries.